Is that the new jingle? Like I'm supposed to like go full like rock star or something? I mean, definitely. Yeah, I think so. It feels yes. like an Aerosmith song, doesn't it? It does right. feel like an Aerosmith song. Like an Aerosmith song. <laughs> Holy shit! It does totally give me Aerosmith live. Uh, let me also. I guess. I guess I. I have to join the, the from the Rugrito account too. Now that we have our own FOMO Hour account, I think Sims only has two phones, and I, I definitely don't want to buy him a third one here. Uh, but <laughs> but but definitely welcome, welcome to our new show. Sorry for the for the for the laggy start. I mean, hey, it's rock radio after all, so you gotta start like that. I mean, it's always gonna be like this. You know, to keep the the natural, organic, you know, uh, uh, feel to all of it. But welcome to FOMO Hour. You know that that quite literally stands for Faroko, Seth Mando, and other guests, but also stands for fear of missing out in our space. But hear this, hear this out. This show is actually serving the purpose so that you don't have fear of missing out. You will, sorry, that's me. You will not need to FOMO with FOMO hour because within the hour, and we're going to keep it always within an hour. You've already seen us do this slight change, usually 45 minutes, maybe 60 with a guest. And within the hour, you will get to learn or find out everything you need to know about macroeconomics, crypto news, NFT news specifically if there's something going on. Uh, what's happening in social fi, gamble fi, game fi. Maybe sometimes some world news that we're not going to bore you with all that because I think you get plenty of that on X already. But but if it does have a direct impact on our space, on our market, and what we all, and I mean all three of us, and usually the audience here, operates in, then we'll talk about it and we'll discuss it and and uh, and we'll go over it all. So make sure, if you're if you're on the Twitter spaces right now, make sure you give FOMO Hour some love. I cannot believe that at FOMO Hour was available. I I, I just, I, I don't know how no other DJ had figured out to get at FOMO Hour. When I saw it available, and by the way, mind you all, we have been working on this for over two months. So like this was FOMO Hour and like the name was like locked when I had left, I think, to Korea already. But we just went to wait for like summer to go through and 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 finalize the ideas and, and the new beginnings of everything. But, you know, basically, you know, I'll speak for myself, don't go to Mando and Ovi, but creators always need to reinvent themselves in order to stay entertained. Because, look, hosting 400 shows, I'm sure is good for all of ourselves, personal brands, our biz respective businesses and not and whatnot. But it's also time consuming. It's tiring. And there are some days where you just don't feel like doing it, especially when it's every day. It's not a weekly thing that we do here. We show up every single day um, to, to do so. At least I start my day with it. The boys, I mean, cut your day in half. I don't know how you do that, but hey. Love you guys for it. Um, but, you know, we have to reinvent ourselves and we have to make sure it's fun for us. And if it's fun for us, then we deliver better content for you uh, when it comes to quality. So, Mando, Ovi, I mean, listen, we went over a lot of names. I think at some point we even thought about GM uh, Pepe. I was, and I'm I was just looking now. Like, do you actually remember who came up with the name? Because I just checked. I checked our WhatsApp chats. I checked who came up with the name. Was it Sims? It was Sims, right? Was it you? You're the first person to mention it, Farouk. You're the first Me? person to mention it. I don't know if that was after a conversation with Sims, but you come up with the first first mention of it on my uh, on my WhatsApps. Did I, I come? Think, I think it was Sims. I think Farouk and Sims had a chat, and they said FOMO show, FOMO podcast, FOMO hour. Uh, then... I, I I think yeah, Ovi's correct. Yeah, so basically. I was the first in our chat to mention because I was talking to Sims when we were just starting to like hire him and onboard into like being full-time like rug radio content lead and everything. And I was like, Sims, like, listen, the boys in our board of the name, 
every time we have an acronym, like it gets canceled. NFTs were canceled. Web3 is canceled. Also, you all know what X DOS to your algorithm with like Web3, GMs, NFTs and stuff. Plus, like our show is not even just, it used to be, there used to be so much going on in NFTs. There was an hour and a half about NFTs and we'd run out of time. Yeah. <laughs> it started slowing down that we, obviously you guys being more experts on the macro side and crypto and everything, we started changing that way. And, and I think that we bring good, you know, information on all things so football is good and then you know you also like kind of like the way you're doing your mandelman is impacted the show because like you already kind of like have all these topics laid out and you already do kind of like global macro crypto nfts social fi all this shit so we might as well just like keep one content line so yeah i like i like it a lot this is going to be the general edge to it though that's what i like about it it's like the yeah. if, if is a bit more uh and a run of the mill. This is this is. Oh, now age. you can. Oh, okay, just like you did with apes. Now you're gonna talk shit about the old stuff. That's it. You you sold your apes. Your 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 talk shit about apes. You you we changed for more hour to gem with gem web three. You're gonna talk shit about gem web three now. <laughs> no, no. GM, GM NFTs is the OG, right? GM <laughs> NFTs is the OG. Then everyone everyone's bags went to zero, um, and we couldn't really talk about everyone fumbling the bag so much. Uh, it was just too depressing. So then we moved into Web three. Web3 got cancelled. Market arc, though. That was so the are we, are we, Do we go back to GM NFTs when NFTs are back then? Or do, or do we? <laughs> no, I think this encompasses <laughs> everything, right? This encompasses everything. NFTs as a term has also been cancelled. Let's for, be honest. For avoidance of doubt, that was a joke. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, I, I, I like to think this is our final final thing. I mean, in my, in my head, like I see this as a good way to build our IP, right? And even it's IP within... What we're building, I mean, for you guys, like Rect Radio is a good way to build on top of the Rect lore, right? And like it's good IP within everything. And for us, I think FOMO Hour at Rogue Radio is a good way to have IP, of course, produced, distributed, directed, yada yada by Rogue Radio. It's not like I'm building a Rogue Radio competitor here. <laughs> you know, it's like it's all, you know, oh my God, so some people comment like, yo, like this branding's different from Rogue Radio. I'm like, dude, dude, yo, chill. It's like literally <laughs> nothing's changing here. If anything, it's it's super bullish and super exciting. And you know what? Some freshness. Some freshness to the timeline because we did this all bear market, um, not to stop when the bull is about to start. Uh, and you know, we got some good topics from y'all today. So why don't we why don't we get right, dive right into this and uh and you're gonna see a lot more of this. So keep in mind, same time, same place, FOMO hour. Uh, FOMO Hour is the new name of the show. Follow at FOMO Hour on all socials soon, but for now, follow. follow We're also uh, going to stay. Yeah, follow it for sure. We're going to stay streaming on the Rug Radio YouTube. Of course, we're going to broadcast live on the Rug Radio X account, but also going to broadcast on that account. But anyways, you're going to see a lot more of uh, content and whatnot. So as usual, we're going to have topics and whatnot. So we'll talk market with topic number one, which will be Solana hitting 2023 high. TradFi chases meme coins. We saw a Bloomberg article. Uh, mentioning Pepe coin, so you love to see that. PFPs, PFPs seemingly in a mini rally here. You love to see it, especially ahead of uh, Hong Kong uh, Ape Fest uh, happening uh, this week, I believe. Yeah, it is this week, definitely. Uh, Flooring Protocol, little background over here. Know what's happening, but hey, a lot of good stuff still also happening. Uh, Flooring Protocol and Axie, Axie uh, leading uh, the uh, GameFi resurgence. So, as usual, we'll be bringing topics and titles to this. If at any point in time there's someone in the audience that seems like they have a very strong opinion on what we're talking about, you're also still always welcome uh, to uh, to request to speak. Uh, we'll we'll always try and bring uh, some people up. But for now, for now, for now, let's get this first episode of FOMO Hour. Uh, oh man, I, I like it. FOMO Hour, dude. It's sick. damn. You know what though? I'm always gonna miss the jingle though. 
Like that jingle is. Well, like, we still might do some of the jingle, right? We still might do something. J six, J six, how you call? We got some ideas for you, and stay tuned for everyone because we definitely want to show J six our boys some love. And the other jingle was like iconic. I mean, iconic. Good morning too. Anyways, anyways, new feel, new vibes to this one. <laughs> and as usual, I'm sorry. As usual, the partners don't change. The partners don't change. We are still powered by Kraken NFTs. Check them out. Kraken.com forward slash rock radio. I became a big F1 guy, by the way. This weekend, I sat down at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There was a Mexico GP on Sunday at 4 p.m. I watched the entire race. I didn't even get up to pee. Uh, I watched this entire thing. Fire race. My boy Albon scoring some points. We did 200,000 views on the Thread Guy episode three that we that we produced and distributed uh, via Rug Radio as well uh, over the weekend. So it was a glorious weekend for Williams Racing as well. We're here to see it. But anyways, let's get into this market conversation over here with Solana also hitting 2023 highs. I mean, boys, whew, the market is, uh, this market looks so very strong over the weekend. It's strong. Like, I'm surprised that it's held up so well because... You know, I, my hunch was that like we would see the market drift lower again while we until we get the BTC headline, ETF headline, and it seems like we have been range bound, but we've been strong. Like we had a strong Sunday and a strong start to the day. Um, even ETH is like catching up as well. So um, okay. I think um, you know I think what we're seeing right now is what we hoped we would see, which is other people getting involved into crypto. I think like, I've got a lot of messages. I know Mando has as well, just from people who we used to work with or normies, et cetera. Everyone's like talking about crypto again in the normal world. And um, I think a lot of this money coming in must be from from them because um, you need new buyers to take the price higher. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's a, how are the trade markets doing, Ovi? Quick check on that. I know tech trade markets, are, they're, they're doing, they're, yeah, they're doing well. Like we've had a, we were up, um, we're, we're off the highs of today. We, we, we opened up 1%. One, 1%. We're now about half a percent higher, but um they're doing well, you know, interest rates have behaved quite well. Oil is actually a little bit lower. Um, you have FOMC this week, you have payrolls on Friday. Um, but trade markets are, are feeling fine. You know, we still have some way to go to recover the losses that we saw over the last couple of weeks, but um, it's opening the week uh, modestly, uh, modestly well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's ugly for yeah, the last couple of weeks. Right, it's been it's yeah. been we're coming off the back of a very weak period, I think, here for for stocks. I think they're down they're in a correction now officially, which is when they're down ten percent from the recent high. Um, so yeah, a bit a bit ugly, but today is a little bit better. We've I mean, Bitcoin is still below thirty five k, so we had a little bit of pop. It's up, looks like up about one percent, and ETH is up about one and a half percent. So decent, like just strength. What you've seen is massive volumes, massive, massive volumes, not just in in spot, but also in um, in options and in futures. You've actually got the highest, two of the highest option trading days um, ever uh, over the last few days. And option open, open interest, which is like the number of trades outstanding, the total number of trades that at the high. Um, so huge volumes going through. I do think you'll, you'll see quite a lot of... Um, quite a lot of volatility from here. I don't think this, we're just going up only like we have done before. But there's certain pockets of the market that still feel good. And like the, one of those is Solana. Like Solana just keeps going. Um, Solana, they have their big breakpoint conference today uh, for yeah. the next few days in Amsterdam. So it was rising um, ahead of that. But it had kind of been brewing for for a while, right? It just, it just broke through 
its previous high, which is like it wicked up to like 33 area, okay. I think, in uh, back in back in July, and now we're back up to like 34 and a half area. So it's um it's gone through there. <sighs> Who knows? Stairway like, to heaven over here. People are definitely getting bullish on Solana again. We had Brow Paul on on Rect Radio last week, and he he's been pointing to a few technical upgrades. There's, there's a very there's a very um, noticeable one called Fire Dancer, which is which could potentially increase the the transactions per second of Solana into the in like into like the millions if it's done correctly. So there's a few people getting bullish back on the tech things like a dev co uh, conference. You know that's always going to get people bullish on the applications. I think we already saw some headlines about the phone just now. Um, so yeah, just general sentiment around Solana seems to be picking up. Generally, with a conference, you know you buy buy the rumor and then sell the conference. You've seen that. I was going to say that. <laughs> So I'd be wary about like FOMOing because there's a conference going on, but um, but it does feel as though this one had been brewing for for a while, and that that's like a pocket, and then there's there's some other small pockets just keep going. Meme coins keep going, um, a few different alts, AI coins keep going. Gaming, we're going to touch on on that a bit later, but it's um it, the the rally is broadening. That's for certain. Yeah, I mean, Breakpoint historically always has big news. I mean, I remember them like make like it's not the first time. I was actually going to ask you last week if like buying Soul into the Breakpoint is a good idea. I fully forgot. I ended up doing it anyways uh, over the weekend. Uh, but Breakpoint historically always has big news for Solana because where all the builders, founders fly from all around the world. Like this, have, it's not just some Solana conference. Like this is the Solana conference, right? Well, this time and last year. Famously, well, yeah, was this about time last year, exactly. But the year before was when was it? You're right. But the year before was when I think Alexis Ohanian announced a massive fund for Solana, and like it was like a hundred million dollar fund. It was like mega big stuff. Last year, of course, was really bad. But this year, like honestly, like, being in Amsterdam right now, being an being a Solana builder right now in Amsterdam for this breakpoint after you're hitting twenty three and three year high after a horrible last year, probably is a great time. Like I'm happy for them. Like everybody who's out there, like just doing their thing during Breakpoint, because like they never stopped. I saw like saw Phantom release some news about how you can now like take a photo and like directly mint it on Solana blockchain as an NFT and whatnot. I saw like right now just like some wallet came up with some like Austin Federa. I'm just going through his tweets because like he's the head of strategy at Solana Foundation, so you'll obviously retweet everything. But like they have like a first smart wallet for Solana, like on iPhone, on like their phone and whatnot. Like, I don't know, there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on there. And I, I wouldn't like, I know a lot of people like to have bearish, bearish theses on Solana, but I I think feel like we've been saying it for a minute here. Like there's, there's a lot to be bullish on here. Even if it's just a sentiment of that community that's going to lead it to the next bull market. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is high again, in my opinion. The main bearishness for Solana was it was a centralized chain that was going down a lot and people were, you know, could it be trusted? Um, it was also built on a slightly different tech stack than the EBM chain. So compatibility becomes a bit of a difficult thing and people, people worry about that sort of stuff. But, you know, to a large extent, people, People have said that Solana's become very decentralized. In some metrics, it's even more decentralized than ETH. There's a, there's a famous coefficient, I think, called maybe Satoshi coefficient. But there's a coefficient that, that measures decentralization, which Solana um, arguably is like better than Ethereum recently. Um, and it doesn't have the layer one, layer two question, right? It doesn't now have the question where 
most of each transaction is going to have to move to the L2 and you're just going to do settlement on the layer one. Everything happens on the Solana L1. So people can be bullish about things happening on Solana because it directly affects the gas. Um, and then that can cause, you know, that's what people generally associate with protocol revenue and it can go higher. So people felt bullish about Solana again. Like it hasn't gone down for a while. That's not to say it can't go down again, but it often does have issues with load um, on that network. Uh, and this has been in a period where Solana number of transactions hasn't, like if you go onto, if you go onto the block, just type in Solana number of addresses, something like that, or number of transactions into Google. You'll see the block does does quite a good um, summary page. Solana number of addresses? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on, you're right. Let me see. There you go. Uh, share screen and boom. For everyone, just a reminder, we're, we're live uh, broadcasting on, on X. We've all shared it and uh, and YouTube if you want to join. There Is you this go. on the block? Yeah. So, like, you can go it's back not. and look at all these metrics. It's not it's not like it's been incredible. Like, you look back at over the last year, Solana back in, let's say, this time last year, September 22. How many trans how many transactions were there? September 22 is here. Is it say it's a little lower than now? It's higher than now. Sorry. Active addresses on September 1st, 2022 is 654K. But now yeah. you're at 246, so it's uh, about oh, it's a huge decrease. You're talking about like uh, over 50% decrease. So it's not like we're sitting here going like it's done incredible. It's not even all these metrics of number of addresses, number of transactions. Yeah, they are a lot lower since FTX went went down. Um, but you're starting to see the green shoots of things coming back. Uh, so I, I think there's uh, that's why people are getting bullish. Again. You know how there's always that narrative in the bull market of like a coin being less expensive than another one, so it should run like the others, which is like the lowest IQ thing you can ever like even think about. But like mm. you have the newcomers coming in. Oh, what chains are being built on? They have the cheap NFTs. They have the cheap gas. They have cheap. This this was narrative last run. It'll always work again. Like to be. Oh my god, one full Solana is thirty three dollars, but one full Ethereum. <laughs> Though it's Ether, I know. One one full Bitcoin is thirty. It's like well, they'll come when it's seventy k again. So like one full Bitcoin is seventy thousand dollars. Like I can't afford that, right? I can't buy one hundredth of one of one thousandth of one ten thousandth, right? But you know, one full Solana like is is like a hundred bucks. You know, so I don't know. I, I I wouldn't like. Oh, what you're telling me that one Pepe coin is zero point zero zero zero. Hopefully we'll have dropped another decimal by then, but yeah. But anyway, speaking of that, I mean, listen, it was a uh, we made the Bloomberg headline. I think we, it was one of the topics that we had today, right? Um, on the back of um, on the back of everything. So TradFi, uh, oh, TradFi chasing uh, meme coins here. I mean, I thought it was funny. I actually found out about this uh, on based of Keith Grossman's tweet, and I saw Z and everybody pick up on it. But it seems like Keith was actually the first person to pick up on that. <laughs> and I thought I thought that was hilarious, and so he he put this tweet out saying, "So crypto memes." Um, Bloomberg, you know, posted crypto memes kick back into high gear after Bitcoin ETF uh, frenzies. Oh, look who's wait, hold on. Look, I didn't even realize. Ah, speak, speak of the devil. Oh, that's Ready crazy. I did it. Keith Grossman. I mean, crypto memes kick back into high gear after Bitcoin ETF frenzy. Pepe Coin Pepe experienced an increase of 77% this week. Bitcoin saw a more than 25% rally over the past two weeks. And it was I was quoting a tweet uh, saying headlines I did not expect to see from Bloomberg, from Keith Gorman, President Moonpay. I mean, Keith, you're on stage right now. <laughs> it's so funny. Your ear must have been itching. Keith, oh, oh no, you got, hold on. Let me, let me try and bring him back up. Did any of you text him? Like, what? It's so funny. No, he just made it. That's so funny. Keith, good morning. 
so I went to call you back and then I realized you were on this silly show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. That's a classic. That is a classic. And so, um, by the way, that headline in Bloomberg blew my mind. Um, I just like, I could not believe what I was seeing. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm glad like that it, it resonated with everyone and a lot of people commented on it, but, um, you know, like we have been for years talking about the power of memes, right. And like to see that front and center in a tier one publication like that, just, it, 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 it floored me. Um, second, and I will say this only because I'm on stage with Mando. Like, I think the Mando Minutes are the greatest <laughs> newsletter, period. Okay. I have actually sent it around to my team. I told oh. everyone to subscribe Let's to it. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I just think it is so good. And if anyone is is listening that's not a subscriber to the Mando Minutes, you 100% should. Is this a paid show? Uh, no, no, it was no paid show. No paid show. Hold no on. Paid. I'm here's, talking here's about the thing, here's thing, comes here's up. Thing, in the last, last, in the last. Last in the last bull run, in fairness, in the last bull run, like you said that you found Mando and OSF boring. Is that not no, true? No, I didn't say, dude. I'm killing. He oh, always says that. You you said it multiple times. You said you said the most boring part of the morning show is Mando and of OSF. Course. I'm like, this is the single yeah. most. This is the single most interesting part of the morning show is Mando <laughs> and OSF. And and like it's not you like screaming of about course. coffee and that crap, of right? It's, it's them. Of course, I with said real that. analysis. So <laughs> I'm just saying. So so when I when I put that out, I thought of the Mando minutes. I was like, this is really a Mando minutes headline. It, it is. It made it. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Mando minutes. It's wild. It's wild to see. I I mean, can I ask like a rhetorical question? Is would you rather own like Dogecoin or one of these meme coins? Than like the Argentinian peso or like one of these EM currencies, which is just going oh. like hyperinflation. Like, I, I can kind of see why people might just go into some of this stuff. Like, it's wild how badly so many currencies around the world have performed versus versus the dollar. Like, I think Trad Five could start to pay attention more to crypto just because currencies are just failing left, right, and center at the moment. And why not come back into crypto and see some of this stuff? Obviously, meme meme coins, I, I would say, are further down the risk spectrum, like ETH and Bitcoin and all this sort of stuff from Solana. But I, I don't know. People are starting to pay attention. That's for certain. I listen. I I, I think it's interesting what's going on here, uh, Keith. How 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 are you seeing things like heat up in your way? Like, are you guys getting more? Uh, I saw you guys did Mastercard last week. You guys mm -hmm. getting more uh, more uh, more excitement? Uh, and, and around Web3 and crypto as prices go up or what? Uh, so we've been building the entire time. Of I course. mean, you know, we, and, and I don't mean that like, um, like in a weird way. Like if you look, like we've publicly announced, you know, acquisitions of a few companies. Um, we've not announced, we've not announced the acquisitions of a few other companies and those will all come out in the, in the coming sort of weeks and months. Um, like our, our view has been, you know, how do we make sure that, you know, the moon pay on ramp is, has been expanded to both sell and swaps, right. Um, for all of our partners, for when we see a resurgence in the market and like last week to give you an idea, and like this should give a really good directional idea. Last week was the, um, like one of the most successful weeks we've had in 2023 to give you an idea in terms of people buying crypto wow right um using 
you know, their credit card or debit card. Um, and so you see sort of the momentum in the marketplace, you know, in that regard picking up. Um, and then as it relates to the Web3 stuff, because like if you think about MoonPay, it's a payments company on one end and it's an infrastructure company on the other. It's a blockchain company. Um, we have, we've seen a lot of success with the Seaport, right? Where we're not trying to educate people, but we're just giving data and we've gotten an insane amount of insights from, uh, from that. And, you know, thank you to thank you XYC in the audience. Ryan was, you know, with me the other day chatting about that. Um, and then, uh, MasterCard, right? Which was huge. And, you know, like for us, um, this is a, uh, a really big partnership where, uh, on the technical front, like we are going to supply their entire tech stack from a Web3 perspective for all their experiential sort of priceless initiatives that come out, whether that tech stack includes minting or off or ETH pass or the likes. Um, or, you know, and then on the payments front, like the MasterCard deal includes us taking on um, and incorporating click to pay MasterCard send and um uh, and uh, crypto credentials. And the reason for those three is they remove friction from the ecosystem, right? Like in click to pay, it removes the amount of steps necessary to provide your personal information. On you know, MasterCard Send, it allows for peer-to-peer -peer transfers. And then for crypto credentials, it allows for you know, seamless KYCing into a larger ecosystem. And so like, I, I, I am super bullish about where this space goes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, Benzinga, and I'll, I'll post it in one second, just sent me an email that they, I, I wrote an article for them and the headline of the article, let me see if they got it. It's literally in my inbox. The headline of the article is nobody cares how their toilet works. Okay. Um, and essentially it's about why I'm so confident that web three will continue to evolve. Um, and I so can't. I will, um, I'll post that I'll, I'll post it to the top on this. It, they literally, while I was on the phone with you, sent me a note that said, uh, this was just published Oh, online. I see. 11 so, minutes uh, ago. There you go. Yeah, 11 minutes ago. So, you're like so, a, you're so like a you, superstar. We post it. We post it for me. So that way it's just like... So I'm, we, sharing, it on the, I'm okay. sharing it on the screen right now on, on YouTube and on X. It says, Keith Grossman. Uh, thank you. Nobody cares how their toilet works. I, I've never... <laughs> I've never sat... I've sat a lot of time on the throne and I never actually wondered how it works. I, I never, I've never. Maybe that's the context. Maybe that's the context. Okay, wait, wait. So wait a minute. If you want to laugh, right? Like you toilet in the in the article there. says nobody cares how the toilet works. I mean, I, I agree with him. Actually, it's a great question. Wait, 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 wait. So hold on. The article starts. The article starts with rarely do I make predictions, but I'm confident about two things surrounding Web 3s evolution. And then the article ends, right? The article ends and it says, so why did I title this piece? Nobody cares about how the toilet works for the same reasons as above. <laughs> your toilet, your toilet's actually quite complex. In fact, if you go to Wikipedia for toilet, it's nearly 10,000 words and has 82 references. But at the end of the day, wow. nobody really cares. It just needs to work. And that's how Web3 adoption will take place as well. First of all, that's okay? a great point. And second of all, I, I met one guy, this, to be honest, because we wanted guy, to know the answer to that question. To be he's honest. probably invented the flush. Just fun fact, but anyways. he invented the flush. Like what? I met this British guy one day. And his great, 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 whatever the fuck, grandparents like invented the flush. I don't buy that. I, I don't buy that. God. That's like, by the way, like Mando OSF. <laughs> you know that Farouk invented the crap. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a British invention, 300 years old. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about uh, uh, you making like you know uh, toilet analogies for someone who likes talking so much shit, Keith. 
But yeah. you know what? We are <laughs> <laughs> hold on that that way. Hold on, that deserves this. But uh, <laughs> but you know what? it is a great article. Shut up, man. No. I, I agree. And look, you start with in the coming years, nobody will use the term Web three. And today is the day that we announced that we're dropping Gem Web three. We're now FOMO. Out. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't be the start of a new show and new branding, new everything without Keith Grossman on stage, right? I think it's well, like, I, like I said, like I said, I went to call you back and then I was like, fuck, excuse my language. I was like, it's 1030 and he's on his show. So I was like, I'll just come on. Oh, and then I get yeah. to see everyone. Like, I mean, look, you have well, here, bull market or bear market aside, you have over 200 people listening in on, on Twitter alone, right? Yeah, you have like, another hundred about- on video too. It's pretty cool. Oh, I lost him. We lost him. Well, oh, he lost him. We lost it. Yeah, he we lost him. Lost him completely. Lost him. Well, anyways, that was. Did he get? I think you know what it is. I bet you he's late to a meeting. Uh, I bet you he just realized it's an, Irish, it's an Irish exit right there. I bet you he just realized it's eleven oh three and that he missed. Like he's late That's to awesome. a meeting and that he had to run. I literally, I'll bet money on this. Yeah, <laughs> I know he got rugged. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. Well, anyways, that was Keith Gross for the ladies and gentlemen. It was definitely not planned, but you absolutely love to see it. I mean, Keith is always here for the first days of everything, so I think that was hilarious. He said that is so perfect for Rug Radio. Yeah, it definitely is perfect. Um, and, you know, we're staying true uh, true to the origins uh, of Rug Radio. But anyways, I think he made some great points here, uh, not to go back on them, but you should definitely check out this article on Benzinga that I gave. He said, next coming years, nobody uses the term Web3 and 2 experiences will define mass adoption, not consumer preferences surrounding technology itself. So I think it's interesting when you get, like, Big C-suites and executives at companies like that that tell you that the that they're actually seeing their biggest numbers in a while, and like the interest yeah. for cryptos coming back. Like on a media standpoint, I personally am seeing starting to see it, and then he's starting to see it, and then I think that's what happens next, right? You're gonna have Ledger saying that they're getting more and more people buying hardware and this and that. So I think this is how it works. I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure that's how it works in general. But anyways, let's get back on track. With the run of the show here, uh, up next, up next, we got PFP. So PFPs, you know, seemingly uh, inside of a of a mini rally uh, here. You have the Board API Club that uh, that went uh, back up to near. Sorry, it is back up to thirty ETH uh, floor price, which you love yeah. to see. I don't think we've seen uh, the Board Apes at a thirty ETH floor price in a long time. You have the Mutants about following, of course, trailing a little bit at five seventy four. Captain seeing, of course, a massive rally ahead of the meme coin launch. Uh, everything seems to have gone very well so far, and they're doing this uh, right. Let's see how the, the the token launch happens. But for now, they're number three on DGEN's uh, leaderboard in terms of gains. They're up 35% on the weekly, five points on the daily. So they're up to 569. They have CryptoPunks slightly back up at 46.5. They were selling as low as 42.5 last week, by the way. So not only is ETH up to 18.20, which is still holding right now, uh, but all NFTs are up as well, which is good. So if it's up four ETH, four, you're up four ETH on the punks, you're also up about... I think uh, $200, $100, $200 on, on their ETH. So it's uh, it's quite a significant rise here for the traders playing it. Winds of Yawanawa, of course, saw Machi uh, do what Machi does best, uh, selling them uh, into uh, into into bids. But they're still, still holding strong as they're, they're gaining back some traction over the last 24 hours. Terraforms, I saw Von Betis. Speaking of uh, of PVP farmers, Von Betis, who sold all his friend tech keys almost for 851 ETH, bought 100 Terraforms yesterday by Math Castles. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught on to that. 
Uh, be careful on that, following someone like Von Betis. You know it's PvP uh, in his sense. He literally said it when it comes to social fi. The Kennel Club, I saw a massive sweep as well, is up to 181. Uh, Milady's back up 20 points over 24 hours, 42 points over seven uh, over seven days, so I had 2-6. Clone X, Senior Rise. By the way, what you're seeing on the floor here, guys, I received all my sneakers. I have to tell you, as usual... There is nobody that does merch, like, sorry, apparel, like, even the T-shirts, sweaters, sneakers, like, artifact. Like, this, and that's coming from a sneak. I think I, might, I hit 100 sneakers yeah. this week. Like, there's no one like it. From I the need vault, some sneakers, so, so dog, I'm in the mall. From, from the box, I'm a size 9. Uh, but AF1, you have to, 8.5. But from the box to the bag to the shoe, I mean, hold on. This is, this is one of the most rare ones that they had. And there's only 380 made, so this is like I'm never gonna. You're never gonna see me wear this. It's going on my wall. This is a reptile sneaker, of course, yeah. not for everyone, but it's like look at they invented literally a new fabric for the shoe with Nike. And oh wow, we just hold on, just wrong guy, here. wrong guy here. Let me here, let me let me just let me fix that for you. There you go. And then boom. And so what's cool with this though, just show you, you when you remove the sole. I don't know if everybody knew that, but when you actually remove the sole of it, it's numbered inside. So there's only th supply of 380 uh, in this shoe, which is pretty cool. When it comes to Nike, just so you know, 10,000 shoe run is, is considered rare. So imagine a 380 run. So I, I'm never wearing this. <laughs> I think I saw someone post on eBay a pair sell for like 4Gs or something. Um, wow. Yeah, which is wild. So I think, for example, like Sobi, I genuinely think that he's going to do better on all the artifact gear he's gone over the last two years than his clones. I know that may be a wild take or a hot take or a big call, but there's... We saw over the bear market, everyone went back to IRL, right? And so I definitely think that's it. And then it, overall, like the experience of receiving the show, everything. So I got two of the Murakamis so I can wear one. And then uh, the, the human one. So yeah, good stuff. So that obviously led probably to some Clonex uh, pump here, Zookids 5 ETH. Uh, obviously, Potatoes up. got still like trailing around three, Pudge is above five. So anyways, in general, like we saw a mini run on, on, on PFPs. We love to see PFPs and FTs run with ETH. Do you guys think uh, this is strength that was going to continue, or is this just like, just like temporary? It seems like we kind of um, we seem to have bottomed out uh, about a week, two weeks ago when sentiment was really freaking low for NFTs. I think. Yeah. This is... Sorry, you got like right over yeah. Blur farming is too, right. You guys, you know, four or five RLD sales in like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, there's a lot of RLD sales. That was all one buyer, but um, there's um. I guess like the impact of blur farming is much smaller now than it was before. And we know that the next blur drop is going to be, I think at the beginning of next month, right? It's pretty soon. So maybe people are just like, you know, that effect has gone from the market and it's become more of a collector's market again, where you can just go out there and buy things that you want to own and collect. I mean, those are the only people buying things right now. So I think the market dynamics feel like they're a lot cleaner and you've had a long period of consolidation. A lot of people have been flushed out and, um, I don't know. It just seems a lot better now. That does, that's not to say that it's going to be up only from here. And I think right. for for knee jerk reactions in, in higher ETH, you will see NFT floor prices move lower, and then you'll see them normalize again. But um, I don't know. Like I think NFTs will be a slow burn. I think they'll take a much longer time to get back to highs than you saw with crypto. Plus, I think many NFTs will never get back to highs. But for the things that you like, um, and for the things that are considered like the safe bets within NFTs, if, if you can say that, I think now's a good entry point. 
I, I, I listen, I think this is interesting. What happens with NFT same that happens with crypto, right? Like you see a run, people formal back into collections. So I, I'll probably be worried of that. I mean, Mando, what do you think of, of the recent run? Are we going to hold back? Are we, uh, are we going to see a pullback? Or is this maybe a run on apes ahead of ape fest? Like, or is it maybe not yeah, ahead of ape fest? I think we needed people to start making money again, um, more broadly in crypto, and we started to see that. So stuff's come. I mean, you've also seen some rares trade, right? You saw you saw the most rare Digo trade for 110 ETH. You've seen some rare punks, rare. Uh, I think a Mega Mutant trade again for 500 ETH. Um, 500 K. Oh, yeah, wow. another Mega Mutant trade. A Matchy bought one. Um, so you've seen some like high trades here uh, across the board. Um, I think PFPs have been beaten up a lot. Um, and I think art had outperformed for a long time. And what you tend to see in a rising ETH market again is that art tends to underperform because a lot of it is priced in dollars and you have a lot of dollar-based buyers of traditional traditional art. Um, and you tend to see PFPs, the, the more degenerate crowd starts to make a bit more money and starts to put money back into them. So I think what we will see if the market continues to rally is that is that shift back towards PFPs from from things like art. I, mean, I think only one Fidenza has traded over like the last month. Like things have not been trading as we've rallied in that kind of higher end art part of the market. Um, and I think that could continue if we continue to rally. I don't know how long that lasts for, but I do think that the the focus is shifting back away from art to PFPs. Not that you know art's not happening. It's just mm -hmm. that you can see it in the market. You can see people starting to get more bullish on all these collections again. People starting to make a bit more money, and, and that's that's how money is flowing into into the system. Yeah, I see. Like I've seen recurrently some like. I have to say, I've seen some punks getting stolen lately. Like it's wild. A lot of people had punks listed way at like nice trades, like low prices, and just getting rid of them. Like I, I've honestly like I'm I'm floored sometimes when I see some of these sales. Um, and I think we're gonna see a point where it's gonna catch up. But yeah, you're right. I mean, look, uh, there was a big DGOT sale, which again went to <gasps> flooring protocol, <laughs> you know, pimp capital, just like supporting DGOTs like crazy. But hey, look, like a collection only needs like a few people like that, like a PFP collection. You only need a few people to be fully like in and like and then and then like everything could run. Of course, like in a bull market, things run way more when you see a big sale than a bear market. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. I'm curious to see um, if you're going to really know if there's NFT crashing when there's a bunch of new NFT collections coming out, right? Like a lot of people are going to try and see if they can make a get a lick here and like you know ex. Uh, get some money out of the ecosystem here and there. So I'd obviously be wary also of like just aping into NFTs, like crazy amounts at at, at high prices because we've seen what happened in bear market where like mids and the high tiers became pretty much irrelevant. Actually, I like to say fully relevant, right? Aside from maybe like a spirit Zuki, but like even four trade board apes recently were swelling almost the floor, bro. Like you've never yeah, seen that, four at that low. That depression was caused by blur to a large extent, right? Mm -hmm. Like I guess flooring protocol is just so maybe an extension. We should talk that. about that, right? Like, do you think that's actually helping right now? Like, I, I, I'm only seeing positives on the timeline. I was thinking about it this weekend, though I haven't looked too deeply into flooring protocol. I like to think that perhaps it could be better impact than blur. Why? Because it's from people, first of all, who have massive bags. Like before launching FLC. These guys paid $25 million and started sweeping every collection and are probably still at loss right now, right? So they have massive bags. They seem to actually care. 
Like I have no FLC tokens. It's not back talking. By the way, none of my bags are actually listed on there. <laughs> so many water. Like it's not even like. So they seem to actually care about community, and they seem to be taking more, much more community approach. I, I don't know if like. Look, I agree with Just, that. That was the same with a lot of these things. Like we've seen, I don't know, look, looks rare, for example, was more community driven. I think if I was to break it down, what this has done, mm -hmm. it has just continued the idea that these are just old coins with pictures. Um, like you buy the pool token of Board Apes rather than buying a Board Ape itself. Like you, you, everything right. has just been reduced to just being a beta play on the actual collection. That's how it works. Like you put all your assets into a pool and then you buy a token which represents that pool and that that but then becomes essentially your exposure to board apes. Like people aren't it, it, it kind of goes away with the concept of digital identity. So that in that in that respect, I'm not like, oh my god, this is revolutionary. Because I don't think I, I like the idea that they're non-fungible tokens. But this has increased liquidity. Clearly, they're making money with it, and they have provided liquidity with a bunch of different collections. They've actually increased the number of collections that they they are um, have on the on on the uh, platform over the last few days. There's been, I think, five or ten new ones added. So um, this is clearly going to be a, a potentially bring new people into the space. Maybe maybe it being a bit more liquid and and people getting more comfortable with the altcoin market is beneficial to some people entering the space like maybe during this time that people have preferred the idea that this is like altcoins altcoins with pictures and you know that could bring new people into the space who then become more like collectors it's difficult to say but like the idea of reducing things to just being another token i'm not a huge fan of but liquidity has increased you have you have to say that since blur said it would end season two and Florian Protocol has kind of picked up a lot of the volumes, things have gone better. Like floor prices are up. up. It's difficult to work out if that's to do with the, the rest of the crypto space going higher. But, you know, I, I'm sure it's been a contributing factor. Like pe there's money flowing back into the space uh, and people have kind of got behind Florian Protocol as a, a new way to bet on NFTs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, we can lead to this bank run talk conversation that we had already set up for this. So what... What exactly happened here, uh, Mando? Of course, like flooring protocol is new. You're bound to have things that work and you're bound to have things that don't work. But once again, I appreciate the the way they're like explaining this, right? Like you had um, freelance capital coming in. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up on the screen here. Uh, but basically, uh, freelance capital had its first bank run, uh, it seems. Or oh, bank run, you know what I mean by that? Uh, that's his words, by the way. Uh, we have a system that balances the number of NFTs in the vault and the number of NFTs in the safe boxes. We call this balance reserve ratio RR equals vault total. When RR is below a certain threshold, 40%, we make renting a safe box which is expensive, blah, blah, blah. He explains everything. And and so basically with Captain's Vault, protection was off. Um, and then someone found out about the opportunity and got all of them out of the vault and locked them into safe boxes. The vault was empty. And then it kind of like depacked the mu token for for that for that specific vault. So um but look, I'm assuming it's better that it happens on nine captains here than it happens later, and I'm assuming they're going to make it right. But is that is that what happened, man? Like, you, how can you like explain this to me in like NBA terms, <laughs> basketball terms, please? I I don't understand what I just read. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> um, I think it's just that the pricing goes down uh, when there's not enough assets, and, and um, 
that's basically what happened. It was a, it, this was a new pool. So the captains have not been on the, the platform the whole time. They added this as a new, yeah. one of their new, and in the creation of that, um, that initial pool, something went wrong essentially with the number of supply they had in the pool. Uh, and they had to go out and sweep, sweep a bunch. You can get into the mathematics of it, but basically it meant their pricing system was off and someone was able to arbitrage that. Um, and they've gone out and fixed it. So we've said this before, you know, like it's a new protocol, you're pooling assets, which, you know, that's what happens in DeFi all the time. People will probably come up with ways to gain the system that you could see hacks. Like this isn't going to be, this isn't a regular open seat that you're trading on. This is more like trading on a DeFi platform. So do, do, be very, very unsurprised if we see, if we see this sort of, um, these sort of minor hacks or things going wrong on a platform like this. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll see what happens then, but, uh, with the market heating up and we did say many times, we meaning like the mark I've seen in general online in a bull market, like an NFT bull, like stuff like blur, like their loan and stuff. No, I'm not saying dragging out rewards and shit and people like stuff like FLC could work at least will work much better than the bear market. Because there's no liquidity, there's no new participants, there's no money, there's nothing. Obviously, everything got wrecked, right? I mean, it was bound to get wrecked anyways, but I think it's um, create a cascading effect of the wreckness. <laughs> but but, uh, but it, it probably will work better. So anyways, so that was uh, that was that uh, on that front. And then last but not least, uh, topic that we had for you all today, of course, trying to incorporate a little more, you know, gaming-focused uh, uh, topics here. But it seems like Axie is leading a game fire resurgence, man. I mean, what's happening on the Axie front? It's not just Axie, right? Like, if you bring up the tweet, like, all of gaming tokens, all those gaming, particularly some of the GameFi tokens that went down 99.9%, they're all screaming higher over the last over the last couple of weeks. Um, Axie is kind of leading it. Obviously, Axie is, is made by Sky Mavis. Yes. They have just a huge war chest of funds to be able to do this. Um, but a lot of the Animoca Link projects have also started to, to, to rally back. So just a lot... When we spoke about this last week, gaming as a sector has seen the vast majority of crypto investment, even throughout the bear market. A lot of the infrastructure stuff fell away. Gaming has stayed very, very strong. You saw big time token hit over a billion dollar market cap. Um, and you're going to continue to see that a bunch of different games will come and look to do a Binance launch pad or, uh, so, um, yeah, just money coming back into gaming. It feels as though that's going to be the bright spot. We're going. We're moving away from a world where the games are five years away to being in a world where maybe the games are more like two years away. Some of them are even released. Um, like let's say the, the the real AAA games are starting to look mm -hmm. more like on the horizon, and uh, that's getting people more bullish. If this is going to be the start of the next bull run, because gaming and crypto, they do go hand in hand. Like the mm -hmm. idea of of multiple transactions. Um, the idea of owning the assets, the idea of uh, being rewarded for playing a game, like all this sort of stuff goes hand in hand so well. So if someone can get it right and that uh, that drags one name up, which we already saw with Big Time, even though barely anything has been released for people to play, um, this is a this could really drag up the whole sector. So yeah, you're starting to see some l very low buying of these gaming tokens, and they're they're all starting to to moon. 
Yeah, you love to see that. Listen, uh, there's going to be a big run on gaming as well, right? So GameFi, obviously leading. I'm seeing some, actually, I'm seeing more and more gaming content and more and more people focusing on creating content around gaming, more gaming creators uh, pop up in my timeline, something that I personally love to see. So um, there was very little at the time, mostly Bryson, which, right, shout out Bryson, but, you know, I know Jonah's uh, amping up his content and with his crew and stuff, so shout out to them. And just a bunch more other people just, like, talking about it. We try and make an effort when there's gaming content to have at least one gaming uh, topic a day, if not at least two to three a week. So it's, um, it's uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of stuff feeding up. But anyways, uh, we're coming up on the hour here. Hopefully none of y'all left with FOMO. Uh, you know, hopefully we managed to go around the, around the, around the, the, the market. Cause I think we, we've talked about a lot of things, uh, boys over here. So, uh, the market's still looking strong, uh, and, uh, and everything's looking good ahead of this wonderful Monday. I mean, let's see where we close the month of October boys. There's only two closes left, right? Today, tomorrow, and then FOMC, Ovi, I'm sure we'll talk FOMC tomorrow on the show or Wednesday, usually where the bigger Wednesday, day is, but yeah. Yeah. Wednesday is the big day, so I'm sure we'll talk FOMC uh, in November, or should I say November? So, Bulls, stay strong, keep pushing. Let's have a big monthly close, and let's have a great uh, month of November. As usual, as usual, this show is powered by Kraken NFT. Check him out, kraken.com forward slash rug radio. Mando Ovi, I think that was a banging episode one of FOMO Hour on Rug Radio. And with that, with that, with that, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, same time, same place, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace out, fam.